It's a joy to be able to gather back around God's Word together this morning, and so I want to encourage you to take your copy of the Scriptures and join me in Acts chapter 16. We're going to pick up where we left off last week in verse 16, work our way through verse 40. That's the end of chapter 16. Continuing on in our series called Church on the Move, been walking through the book of Acts over the last number of months together, and we're going to pick right back up in the story as we see the gospel of Jesus Christ continue to spread throughout the world. And so we're going to pick up this morning here in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. So as you're preparing to go there, I played sports growing up. You may have as well. I think I played every sport just about that you could imagine from baseball, football. I didn't play soccer, but I played tennis, played golf. Uh, There are a lot of sports that I played, and one of the funny things is that when you're around the sports world, you pick up on sports lingo. Uh, You have coaches that often repeat phrases because sports is one of those interesting things that happens in life where uh, you don't always just have the easy go of it. In fact, you face a lot of difficulties, face a lot of struggles. Uh, It takes a lot of effort and work to put into it to get the results that you may want to get. And so one of the funny things about it is the fact that as you're playing sports and as I had coaches throughout the years, there's phrases that they would use in the midst of difficulty to try to encourage you to just keep going, just keep taking that next step, keep moving forward. So phrases like, when the going gets tough, but pause there, you may know the end of it, the tough get going. I had a coach one time that as he was running us to death, he would say things like, you know, that pain that you're feeling is just weakness leaving the body. And what I wanted to say is, no, that's my legs about to fall off. That's what that pain is that I'm enduring. As some coaches would say things like, hey, when you get knocked down, you get back up again. You just keep going forward. Well, what we're going to see in the text this morning in Acts chapter 16, beginning in verse 16, is Paul and Silas experiencing difficulty. Now, remember, they're trying to fulfill the mission that God has called them to fulfill. They're trying to reach the Gentiles with the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're traveling throughout these locations. They're finding themselves in Philippi, and they're about to experience some opposition, some difficulty. And what we're going to see is how they respond in the midst of that difficulty. And so I want to read for us the text this morning. We're going to pray, and then we'll walk back through it together. So look with me, Acts chapter 16, beginning in verse 16. This is what Luke records. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. 
The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, "'Do not harm yourself, for we are all here.' And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. But when it was day, the magistrate sent the police saying, let those men go. And the jailer reported these words to Paul saying, the magistrates have sent to let you go. And therefore come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to them, They have beaten us publicly, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens, and have thrown us into prison, and do they now throw us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia, and when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. Father, we ask this morning that you would open our ears that we would be able to hear, that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see, that you would open our hearts and our minds that we would be ready to respond to your word and to your spirit. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. As we look at the text this morning, what a fascinating story. There's a lot that's going on, and I want to give you this main idea that's going to frame our time together as we walk back through the text uh, verse by verse. Uh, here's the main idea. Every season of difficulty in our lives is an opportunity for God to work powerfully for His glory. Take note of that once again. Every season of difficulty in our lives is an opportunity for God to work powerfully for His glory. So let's look back as we see what's going on in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. We first see Paul and Silas enter a season of difficulty. So verses 16 through verse 24, that's this description of them about to enter a season of difficulty. Now, what we see is that they are doing exactly what God had called them to do in the city of Philippi, and 
they're being trailed by this slave girl. This slave girl has a demonic spirit that has possessed her, and she is bringing a lot of money to the people who own her. So she is able to be a fortune teller. She's able to gain income as a result of that for those who own her. And so she is a pretty high-priced commodity. She's a moneymaker in that sense. But what's going on is that she is following Paul and company, and she is proclaiming, as we see in verse 17, crying out, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. So just catch that image in your mind that Paul and Silas and the rest of those that are with them are going into the city, and they have this girl that's trailing them. And this girl, this spirit that's in her is crying out constantly, Listen to these men. They've been sent by God, and they are proclaiming the way of salvation. Now, what's funny to me is Paul uh, gets annoyed by it. Paul doesn't like necessarily what's going on, doesn't like for her just to continue to follow them and cry out and to say that. And so he actually commands this demonic spirit in verse 18 in the name of Jesus to come out of her, and that's exactly what happens. Now you say, gosh, that's a, that's a great thing that this slave girl who was possessed by a demonic spirit has been freed from that. But here's the problem, what we see in verse 19. Her owners who were using her to get financial gain now realize that their moneymaker is gone. That because this demonic spirit has been cast out of this slave girl, she's not able to do what she had been doing to bring in the income. And so they seize Paul and Silas, just those two, and they drag them into the marketplace before the rulers. So they are bringing them in and they are leveling charges, accusations against them in front of the rulers of the city. And they're saying these men are stirring up trouble. They're stirring up problems within our city. And so what happens as a result is these rulers look and say, we don't want this to take over our city. We don't want these men to create this rebellion in our city. And so what we're going to do is we're going to beat them and then we're going to put them in prison. That's an easy way to shut these guys up. We just beat them and we put them in prison. And so that's exactly what happens there at the end in verse 24. But I want you to notice that not only do Paul and Silas enter a season of difficulty, but notice in verse 25, there's just one verse, it's just thrown in there, Paul and Silas endure this season of difficulty with joy. Notice what it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now I want you to notice that that Paul and Silas, in this season of difficulty, they've just been beaten, they've just been in prison, they are praying and singing in prison. They are walking through this season of difficulty with joy. So much so that the other prisoners are taking note. They are listening. They are hearing these prayers. They are hearing these words that are being sung as Paul and Silas are taking this moment of difficulty and saying, let's rejoice in this and see what God can do as a result. 
And so not only did Paul and Silas enter a season of difficulty, they endured this season of difficulty with joy. But I want you to notice the third part here, verses 26 through verse 40. Paul and Silas experience a powerful move of God through this season of difficulty. Notice as we pick up in verse 26, there was a great earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. This would be an incredible movie scene right here. When the jailer woke, he saw that the prison doors were open, and he drew his sword to kill himself. Because he knew that if the prison doors were open, most likely all the prisoners were gone. And he was held directly responsible to keep them in prison. And so he's like, listen, I'm done. There's no reason to live anymore because they're just going to kill me. I want you to notice in verse 28, but Paul cried out with a loud voice, do not harm yourself for we are all here, all the prisoners. The jailer called for lights He rushed in. He was trembling with fear, and he fell down before Paul and Silas. He brought them out. I want you to notice what he says to them. This question that he asks them. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now listen, this jailer had likely heard about Paul and Silas. Paul and his company that had come in to Philippi, who had been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he had been listening to them as they're praying to the Lord, as they're singing, as they're sharing with the rest of the prisoners who were there. And he says to them, the fact that you would not run out of this prison, out of this season of difficulty, there is something about you that I need for myself. What do I need to do to be saved from my sins, because that's all I've heard you pray about and sing about in prison here. And so amazingly, this is what they say in verse 31. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Just a simple, clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus what he accomplished on the cross, his death, his resurrection. Believe in him and you will be saved from your sins. And then they extend that. Not only you, but also your household. If they too will take that step, they can be forgiven of their sins. So they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that night. He washed their wounds. And he followed in baptism. He publicly declared what Christ had done in his heart, in his life, and also his family joined him as well. And so what we see here is this season of difficulty that Paul and Silas entered into and that they rejoiced in, that God in this season of difficulty, in this season of struggle, saves this Philippian jailer and his family as a result of Paul and Silas being there and being faithful to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, even in the midst of the difficulty. On the back end of this, 
they were released from prison and they leave the city of Philippi encouraging the brothers as they leave. So as we reflect on the text, as we sing for the next few minutes together, I want you to think about what we encountered here, this season of difficulty that Paul and Silas endured, that they endured it with joy and that God worked powerfully in this season of difficulty to bring this Philippian jailer and his family to faith in Jesus Christ. Let's worship together and then we'll gather back around and we'll talk about some application. How do we take this text and apply it into our lives today? Let's gather back around the word, uh, thinking about the text and some specific application in our own lives. So how do we take what we've seen transpire in the text and apply it into our own lives even today? One of the things that I think is helpful as we uh, think about Paul and Silas entering into seasons of difficulty uh, right here is to ask the question of ourselves, why, why does God allow us as believers to enter into seasons of difficulty in our lives? I think for all of us, we don't like difficulty. In fact, as you think about your life, you typically make decisions to avoid difficulty. Like you make decisions to avoid difficult situations. You make decisions to avoid difficult relationships. You make decisions to avoid uh, difficult things that you may have to walk through if you make a few different choices in a situation. And so we kind of set our lives up to avoid difficulty. And some falsely say that, listen, if you'll just become a Christian, you won't have to worry about difficulty anymore. And we know that that is so far from the truth. In fact, God allows difficulty to enter into our lives and allows us to enter into difficult seasons in our lives for a specific purpose. God's plan is always for a purpose. And one of the things that we read in the scriptures and what we see lived out constantly is God's people walking through seasons of difficulty. So why does God allow those things to happen? Why does God allow for us to walk through maybe a medical diagnosis or maybe the loss of a loved one or maybe a difficult season in our job as we uh, maybe have a difficult boss that we're having to work for or a difficult time with our kids as we're seeking to raise them and we have to walk through seasons of difficulty? Why do we endure those seasons? Why do we have to walk through those? Well, oftentimes God is using those seasons of difficulty to shape us and mold us into being more like Jesus Christ. And so as we think about walking through seasons of difficulty or entering into seasons of difficulty, or maybe right now you are in a season of difficulty, I want you to recognize that God uses those seasons of difficulty in our lives to make us more like Jesus Christ, to mold and to shape us to be more like Christ, to maybe shape those rough patches in our lives so that uh, he can use us in a more effective way. And so one of the things that the book of James tells us is that God allows us to walk through seasons of trial and seasons of difficulty so that our faith will grow stronger, so that we will cling to him more in those seasons of difficulty. You know, as we think about this a coronavirus pandemic that we've been walking through for the last number of months. This has been a season of difficulty for many of us. Uh, just the change of what we have been used to 
to a new normal that we're walking through right now. But God has used this season of difficulty to do some pretty incredible things in our lives. I've heard stories from you of how God has used this season in your life to cause you to grow closer with your family. Uh, Maybe God's used this season in your life to help you grow closer with Him. You see, God uses these seasons of difficulties in our lives for specific purpose. And there are times when we would rather not endure this season of difficulty, not have to walk through this, but I believe we would miss what God wants to do in and through us as a result of walking through this difficulty. It's been said before that either you're in a season of difficulty right now, or you're just coming out of a season of difficulty, or you're getting ready to walk into a season of difficulty. Now you look at that and you think, gosh, that's depressing. No, what that is, is God working in your life. So don't shy away from seasons of difficulty. In fact, allow the seasons of difficulty in your life to grow you closer in your relationship with the Lord, to cause you to depend on Him and look for how He is molding and shaping you to be more like His Son. You see, sometimes it's hard to see that as we're in the difficult season, but it's amazing to be able to look back years later on those difficult seasons that we've endured in life and to see God's hand at work in those seasons. And so that's why God allows us to walk through difficult seasons. Now let's think about it this way as well. We saw that Paul and Silas endured the season of difficulty with joy. So what about you? Do you walk through seasons of difficulty with joy? Do you look at these seasons of difficulty and say, how can I praise the Lord and be used by the Lord during this season? How can I rejoice knowing that God is at work during this time? One of the things that we see that Paul and Silas did in this season of difficulty was spend time praying for those who were with them in prison and likely for what God was doing around the city of Philippi during this time as well. And then they're singing. They are praising the Lord during this season with their voices. And so I want to encourage you that there are times when that's exactly what you need to do as well, to rejoice in this season of difficulty by calling on the name of the Lord, by just calling out to the Lord in prayer. Now think about this. What if you took a season of difficulty and instead of complaining about all the things that are going wrong, you actually thanked the Lord for all the things that he's doing right then? You say, Michael, I don't know that there are anything that I can see that God's doing right now. Did you wake up this morning? Well, thank the Lord for that. Did you breathe air today? Well, thank the Lord for that. Did you have a job to go to? Well, thank the Lord for that. Did you have good health in this season, even though something else may be difficult right now? Then thank the Lord for that. There are numerous ways that we can cry out to the Lord and thank Him in our season of difficulty. Not only that, but maybe for you, this is an opportunity, if you're walking through a season of difficulty right now, to find a worship song that you can sing that expresses what's going on in your life right now. A song that you can sing that is 
praising God for what he's doing. One of the greatest songs that I think that's ever been written is the song, It Is Well. It is well with my soul. You know, the guy who wrote that song wrote that song in the midst of having just lost his wife and his child. And yet that song expressed the truth of God's word and what was going on in his heart in that season. And so if you're walking through difficulty, find ways to rejoice as you're walking through that season. And then as we saw last that Paul and Silas experience a powerful move of God through this season of difficulty, I want you to expect God to move in powerful ways as you walk through seasons of difficulty. You see, here's what I'm convinced of, that when believers walk through seasons of difficulty and they are enduring it with joy and they are asking God, God, how can you use this for your glory? How can I take this pain I may be enduring, this difficulty that I may be enduring, and leverage it in such a way that you can gain the glory in what's going on here? That maybe there's someone else that I know who has walked through a season of difficulty, and I can encourage them as I'm walking through one as well, just to say to them, hey, I know what you're going through. I'm walking through a season of difficulty myself. Or maybe you're on the back end of a season of difficulty, but someone you know is walking through that same season of difficulty right there. And you have an opportunity to take what you've endured and to encourage that person. Or maybe there are unbelievers who are watching you walk through a season of difficulty and they wonder, how can you have joy in this? How can you rejoice in what you're walking through? How can you still go to church even in the midst of this season? How can you praise God as you have just gotten this diagnosis? And for us, those are doors wide open, opportunities for us to allow God to work in and through this season of difficulty in our lives to reach people for Jesus Christ. It's one of the most encouraging things, I think, about this text right here. What would have happened had Paul and Silas not walked through this season of difficulty? Well, it's very likely this Philippian jailer would never have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. He may have never heard the truth of what Christ had done for him. His family may have never heard what Christ had done for them. And so God's plan was to send Paul and Silas into that prison for just a short period of time so that that Philippian jailer could come to faith in Christ and his family could respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ as well. What may God want to do through your season of difficulty? Who could be reached through your season of difficulty that would have never been able to reach had you not been walking through that? Allow God to use that time to reach people for his glory even though you may be walking through a difficult season. You know, I'm encouraged by the text this morning, and I, I think about this season that all of us find ourselves in right now. And I believe that God wants to do incredible, amazing, wonderful things through our lives as believers, as there is a watching world who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, wondering how we're going to respond to what we're enduring right now. May we respond in such a way that God is able to work powerfully in and through us 
to reach people for his glory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word once again. Father, we're thankful for just the realness that we saw in the text today. Just to know that your people have walked through seasons of difficulty throughout the scriptures, and they've walked through those seasons of difficulty with joy, and you've worked powerfully in their lives and through their lives to reach people for your name, even in those seasons of difficulty. So Father, uh, there's probably those who are watching today who, God, they are walking through a season of difficulty. Would you wrap your arms around them and encourage them? Would you give them joy that is beyond anything they could ever manufacture on their own during this time? Would you use this season of difficulty in their lives for your glory and for their good? Father, for those who may be coming on the back end of it, God, would you help them to look back and to trace your hand that was at work, how you showed yourself real during that season? Father, for those of us who may be heading into a season of difficulty, would you prepare us even now, having heard your word, having seen it lived out in the lives of Paul and Silas, may we live it out the same way if we begin walking through a season of difficulty in our own lives. God, use us to reach people for your glory. Use our lives to reach people, even though it may be difficult in the moment. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.